Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South Lachetta Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the table, Mr. Luke Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Guys, it's been a couple of weeks, and we have had some interesting developments. That's the word that I'll use. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, we didn't really want to make an episode before we knew what Aaron was doing, mm-hmm. uh, just because at what point does it make sense to actually talk about things that we have no idea what's going to happen, right? The team could go in completely different directions. And it was also interlocked about, you know, Aaron, the salary cap, and how we're going to resign people. So, yeah, we were going to hold off until we knew what Aaron's plan was. So at least we had a direction we could talk about. And I think earlier in the week, I don't know what day it was, but we're like, okay, you know, we know about Aaron. Obviously, he's coming back. We'll get into the details. But we picked that we would do the episode today, and then we had that a little bit of surprising news yesterday, yeah, too. Yeah, absolute bombshell with Devante last night, which obviously we'll get into, but perfect timing, right? <laughs> we just thought we were going to talk about Aaron, what are we going to do, and oh, maybe we need a receiver or whatever, and man, this week has been fruitful with news, so we have a lot of things to cover. Indeed. I'm just thankful that we didn't try to record last night. Can you imagine if we're like halfway through the show, and then we get the text and we just like the update that... Devontae's trade and we'd start screaming. Yeah, it would just be a half hour of us screaming and crying inconsolably inconsolably into the microphone. So yeah, that would have been a rough look. Probably some bad words too. Probably. Probably would have ruined our, our rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever, but that's okay. I, I think we've had a little time to let it let it simmer, right? We're feeling okay. Yeah. Feeling okay today. So we're gonna kinda dive in. I think I even used the word optimism when I came in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I was telling people at work, obviously, everybody's like, oh, hey, Devontae, or whatever. I'm like, you know what? Don't rain on my parade. I'm feeling pretty good today. <laughs> so, and then it, it rained all day. But that's besides it the point. Literally rained, not on his parade. Correct. All right. So, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, Luke, do you have the, the numbers? Uh, Yeah, it's what? Three years, 153 mil, something like that. Uh, so, he gets his $50, $50 million a year. Mm-hmm. However, the cap hit is not $50 million a year. No. No, I believe by extending him, we did save some money. Yeah, we got some void years and some dead cap. We won't get too crazy into it because the cap is kind of a myth, right? And there's just shenanigans and magic that go on to make these numbers work. But I believe if he retires after year two, his cap hits like $75 million the next year. Yeah, and that's kind of what the deal has been explained by a lot of guys around the NFL, that it's, it's a three-year deal, but it's really a two-year deal. So, you know, that's going to affect our timeline with Jordan Love then, right? It eats up our entire contract with Jordan Love, yeah. Unless we would extend him for the fifth-year option, which if Rodgers doesn't get hurt, you know, you're going to extend him on the fifth-year option without really really having a um, volume of snaps. Right, that doesn't really make sense because that fifth-year option turns into a pretty large salary chunk. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the same pay scale as the first four years, so big bump in pay without it really having any clue what you're looking at yeah so so aaron will be here for at least a couple of years unless he decides to retire after next year yeah i guess the next question is is do you think that we move off from jordan love well i was first gonna ask you a question oh okay well no, let's rewind yeah yeah you were mr oh aaron's gotta go we don't want aaron blah, blah, blah. so how, how are you feeling right now now that he is back we kind of know our, our short-term direction, right? It is not the direction that on this show you said you wanted. So how are you feeling about that? 
so my answer is going to be really tied into what's happening with Devonte. Okay. So I don't know. You want me to you want me to leapfrog into that? Uh maybe just just briefly, because I'm really curious how you're feeling now versus uh, what you expected. If you remember, a lot of my take with moving on from Aaron mm-hmm. was I thought that if we get a different quarterback in Green Bay. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch or Mariota, I said, or, or whoever. Mm-hmm. That quarterback is going to need to rely on the floor scheme more. True. Right? Like yeah. Jared Goff did with McVay. Mm-hmm. Um, like Garoppolo does with Shanahan. You're going to really be buying into the system, which I thought that when Rodgers did that, you know, I think it was the second year of the floor system, the offense looked beautiful. True. All the stuff we've talked about. All the motion, the play action, all of it that we didn't see in the divisional round. Right? Right. Yeah. So far, so good. So with Devontae being gone, I have to leapfrog a little bit. Yeah. With Devontae being gone, I think we're going to see, like you you still have that loss in talent, right? Like you would have if Rodgers left. So I think we're going to see more of a the, the floor offense looking like the LaFleur offense because it has to, because we can't just rely on Devontae Adams getting open in double coverage and being the physical freak that he is. Right. Out of necessity, the game plan's going to have to change. So I'm feeling better than I was originally. Which is crazy to think about, right? Because you're saying you feel better that we have Aaron back, which is not what you wanted, and Devontae gone, which is not what you wanted. What I wanted as a whole is us to use a little floor scheme. And that was the way that I saw it to play out an easy route. We would never would have crossed my mind that Aaron would be back and Aaron and Devante would not be. Yeah. I think that's the exact opposite of what most people would have expected coming into this off season. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that, that would have been flipped, but Hey, well, I'm glad that you're back on my side a little bit that we can both be happy <laughs> Packer fans for a little bit at least. Um, and you're not going to be grumpy at Aaron Rodgers the entire next season. No, no, I will not be. And again, done a lot for Devontae stuff, but I actually have good stuff to report that Aaron said or, you know, investing in the team. Right. Which is nice for the first time in, I don't know, eight, nine months to say something. That is very true. That is very true. Um, so, yeah, let, let's jump in a little bit to what you want to talk about with Jordan Love. Like, what are we going to do? We got We got some options, but. So I guess my thought process is, you know, there's kind of a bit of a quarterback carousel going around the NFL right now. Just to put it mildly. <laughs> so could we find a dance partner to trade Jordan Love to before all these teams have their quarterbacks? Love these analogies. Thank you. Right? Everyone's doing a little do si So, you know, we have a small window with Rodgers now, right? Yeah, just a couple years basically. I think it would behoove us to try to move love as soon as possible before the draft. You could maybe get some people are saying a second. I think a third or fourth is probably more reasonable. I would, I think a day two pick would be enough for me, either second or third. I agree. I'd be happy with that because then you can get somebody to fill one of the holes that we'll discuss later in the show. Right. As opposed to Jordan love who is doing nothing to help the team currently. 
Yeah, through no fault of his own. No, 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 no. It's not his fault, but he's just, he's not, unless Aaron goes down or, you know, gets the next wave of COVID, like he's not, he's not going to play in meaningful snaps. No, and even if he does, season's probably screwed anyways. So I would like to trade him before the draft. Yeah. But there's also, sorry, there's also the thought that maybe you keep him around for the preseason in the hope that he balls out in the preseason and then that could raise his, you know, potential um, stock value. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that I would be worried about with that is a, what if he sucks during the preseason? Cause he wasn't great last preseason. Exactly. Yeah. And also B how badly are other teams going to want a quarterback that knows, does not know their system, does not have training camp or preseason games to figure it out either. Um, so I understand they're trying to raise his value, especially given that the last year hasn't really helped his value as much as we would have hoped. I would even say maybe hurt. Quite possibly. Um, and also kind of the third thing here is, right, this is not a very good quarterback class, right? Right. There's not a lot of quarterbacks. There, there is no Joe Burrow in this class. There's no... Oh, there's no Justin Herbert. I mean, it's, we, it's like a bunch of Tua's, right? Like yeah. that kind of that kind of level guy. Uh, we have freak athlete, freak arm Malik Willis, but it's going to take a long time to probably be ready. But he's an old prospect. I mean, he's 23 years old. So it's not like he's a super young, raw guy. He mm-hmm. may not figure it out till he's 26. Um, and you got a bunch of low ceiling players for the most part with Coral and... Can he pick it with his hand size questions and all of that <laughs> ridiculousness? Um, but so it's not a great quarterback class, but right. I think maybe after the draft, because they're all going to get taken in the first round. Everybody I just mentioned, probably Desmond Ritter as well. They're all going to get taken um, probably in the first round, but you give them a preseason training camp, mini camp, all that. Maybe the team start to like him a little bit more than they do pre-draft. Are you saying that these teams that would go and let's agree overpay for these receive or these uh, quarterback prospects? Yeah, like they're going to be sorry, not overpaying. It's going to be a reach in the draft. They get these guys, they bring them in training camp, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Like this guy, this guy does not have it. Let's go take a flyer on Jordan Love. That's I, what you're thinking? No, that's the exact opposite of what I'm thinking. I think they get him in, and they maybe they learn to love them. If that makes sense. No one's taking a first round quarterback and then two months later be like, well, nope, we're trained for Jordan Love. That's never going to happen. You'd be amazed. Even Josh Rosen got a full year before that happened. So so what's the what's the angle here? I'm missing this. No, I think I think the draft's got to happen or the trade has to happen on draft air before. I think to get maximum value. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. So I, obviously the quarterback carousels not done spinning, so we're not even exactly sure what teams those are, right, who we're still even looking at uh, because so many quarterbacks have gone everywhere. It's going to be wild next year just trying to remember who's playing quarterback for each team. But I think it's got to be like now or never. And if you don't make a trade, it's not the end of the world to keep him on the roster, obviously. I don't love it, but it is what it is. I mean, I don't think you extend them with that fifth-year option. I think at that point, we're looking at full-blown rebuild when Rodgers leaves. I think that has to be it. I mean, I'm looking at 
I'm hoping not where the Saints are at currently, which is not a great position. Well, the Saints don't have a quarterback on their roster, to be clear. Hey, they have Ian Book and our boy Taysom. But that's it. That's literally it. That's what I said. They don't have a quarterback on their roster. Hey, we love Taysom here. Uh, He's a utility player. I love him as a utility player. <laughs> which we never would have gotten rid of him. However, they're in, they have serious cap problems, and they have for years, and they're going to for years, right? Mm-hmm. If you flip that, look at the Patriots. After Tom Brady left, what did they do? They had a lot of cap problems. They sucked for one year with Cam Noon, right? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, hey, now they can they draft a quarterback who's not great, not terrible. They spent, Solid. They spent, spent so yeah. much money. So much money. Mm-hmm. Because they fixed all their cap problems in one year. That's what I hope we do. I hope you just line everything up for, what is that, 2024, 2025, whatever the year is, that clearly you can look right now and be like, yep, that's year we're going to suck. And just get all the cap shenanigans out of the way that year and then immediately flip it. That's my hope. And Jordan Love does not fit into that hope. That means we're going to take a quarterback, not this draft, but a year or two from now with the hope that he can lead that team out of the dumpster exactly what I was thinking. I don't follow college football well enough to know, you know, who are going to be the top quarterback draft prospects in 2023. But I mean, based on averages, like you said, this is a very weak quarterback class. Yeah. Law of averages, 2023 should be better. It's much, much better. You take a flyer on somebody a little later, or I mean, maybe like a mid round because, you know, looking at our team, we're really young. We are. Like on defense, you know, if we can keep everybody contractually, we could have this group of defensive starters for years without any mm-hmm. decline. So I think that we would be able to use higher capital on a quarterback in 23 or 24. I completely agree. So I think that kind of has to be the goal going forward. And Jordan Love just not just does not fit into those plans. I mean, his timeline is just off by a couple of years, which sucks because he seems like a really good guy right and he does have tools that are interesting that i think he could be a good player in the league but i just we're not going to find out in green bay well as you've said after he played in kansas city you know he supposedly has these tools yeah we haven't seen them come to fruition i have not seen what i what i have wanted to now if aaron was gone and he played the full year i'm sure i could get excited about something i'm sure he'd flash right i would at least hope so yeah I mean, Gutekunst, I think, has done a really good job in the draft. Incredible. Yeah. So I trust him. I do. But I also don't think we're going to see Jordan Love have significant snaps in a Packer uniform. I would agree. So let's, this might hurt our brains, but let's just try to think real quick about what teams could possibly be in the hunt for him. As it stands now. So Deshaun Watson oh, man. just went to the Browns, so they're out. Mm-hmm. I know the Colts are another team that are the in the hunt for a there. quarterback. And they liked him coming out of college. They've since said they're not interested in Jordan Love, but they're also the only team in the NFL that came out and said they weren't interested in Jordan Love, which is a little weird. And people have been going back on their word all offseason, like Deshaun Watson. Yeah, saying he an... didn't want to go to the Browns. Exactly. Yeah. Zadarius Smith going back to the Ravens? Nope, apparently not. No clue where he's going. So, at the Colts, who else is out there? And with the Colts, I just want to add, yeah. 
they've been linked to Matt Ryan. And then now people are thinking since Deshaun Watson went to the Browns, I think Baker said he would like to go to the Colts. But, but the Colts GM was very clear saying he didn't want a stopgap quarterback any longer, which in my mind reads he wants somebody to develop. He wants a young guy. Now, Baker isn't 35, but I think if you're wanting someone to develop, Jordan Love makes more sense. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he's not 35, but he's... I would be willing to bet he's basically the same age as Carson Wentz last year, right? Similar, anyways. Ballpark. Yeah, so similar place in their development as well. They kind of are what they are at this point in their careers. Yeah, I imagine that he, uh, Chris Ballard, the Colts GM, would really like either a star, right? Mm -hmm. Or a young guy, which is interesting because I think actually for their team, the perfect person may be Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh. That may be ideal for them, but he's kind of a stopgap guy, right? So I don't really know what direction they're going to go. Yeah, he's definitely a stopgap. And in this carousel, I forgot about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got to go somewhere. As a dance partner, we have to remember. Yeah, so there's Garoppolo, there's Mayfield, yep, and there's probably Matt Ryan. Probably, yeah. The other two are much more certain because you have like San Francisco wants Trey Lance. And yep. the Browns just traded. Just don't want Baker. And paid Deshaun Watson. What a contract that man got, considering that he may not play this year. At least not part of it. But his contract's fully guaranteed. And it's what? Two over two hundred million? Two thirty, I think. Two thirty fully guaranteed. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And I don't love the message that sends. Nope. We'll just leave that we'll, there. We'll, but just, no, I we'll don't. just leave that there. But so there are still quarterbacks that need places to go, right? The Saints need a quarterback. Seattle, they say they like Drew Locke. But There's no way they're trying out Drew Locke. Unless they truly are tanking. There's no way. So maybe Seattle? Send him there? That'd be funny. Because you know, we, we hate Seattle. We <laughs> send <do>. him up <laughs> there. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome and kind of terrible at the same time. Like nothing would hurt me more than him to go there and be good. Yeah, I really don't see that happening, though. No, no, neither do I. So there are, there are plenty of teams out there, right, that could use a young developmental quarterback and something to keep in mind. Jordan Love's been in the league a couple of years, but he's the same age as a lot of these quarterbacks. He's just a couple months different. He's, what, 23, 24, something like that? Oh, you're saying like the rookies or the, the, and the, the draft incoming, class? Yeah, this draft class, they're all basically 23. For the most part, at least the top-end guys, so... He's been in the league, but developmentally, he may be in a similar space to a lot of these rookies. And I wish I know who said it, but one of the NFL guys said that if Jordan Love was in this draft class, he would be the best-rated quarterback. Yeah, because he has those tools. I think really the only person that has would have more upside would be Malik Willis because he's has an incredible arm. The dude is big and strong, and he would walk into the NFL being probably the second best running quarterback in the NFL behind Lamar. He's like the new prototype, not just big arm, but also got the legs. Correct. And unlike Lamar, he's, he's pretty thick. He can take a hit and get back up. Exactly. So now he played at Liberty of all places. So no clue how much that's going to translate, what his decision-making would look like. His arm, his accuracy is not great. 
And the athletes that he's going up against. I mean, it's basically me and Luke out there at some Pretty of the much. defensive end positions. Yeah. yeah, so not quite the the talent that a lot of these other guys played against. But he's the, the highest upside guy by far. Kind of a double-edged sword, though, when you're talking about someone who comes from a small school. Some of the best quarterbacks in, our, like in the NFL went to lesser programs. True. Because as a quarterback, if you're, you know, you're not only facing lesser defenders, but you're also... You're playing with lesser talent yeah, around you. So, you know, your receiver is probably going to get um, less space than other receivers would. So Correct. you have to fit the ball in a smaller window. Two sides to every coin. Exactly. But there's, that's really it, right? I mean, as far as the other guys go, they're not very high upside. Um, Corral and uh, Kenny Pickett, I don't think anybody's really fawning themselves over thinking they're going to be top five, top ten quarterbacks in the league. It's just realistically probably not going to happen i mean ritter's got a great name but and he's a proven winner but he's another older guy right he's got athletic but he doesn't have a huge arm so everyone's got more downsides this year feels like definitely a lower ceiling draft class than than in recent years that's for sure yeah you list like one positive trait and then there's a big butt Correct. All of them, which is correct. Just sad sad I, for those guys it, it's good when you're one of your best traits is you're a winner it's bad when that's pretty much your only trait is you're a winner. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Listen. That's true. Kenny Pickett had that sweet fake slide. I was just going to go back to Ritter. I mean, he's that's a winner, fair. and he's got a fun name. You can call him the Riddler. You know, He's your guy because you have him in Madden. I know. Correct. <laughs> and I'm all about the puns. So <laughs> got a little bit of love for Riddler. All right. So Jordan Love, we agree. We both want him traded before the draft. Before draft or on draft day. Yeah. Yeah, ooh, good point. I, maybe you weren't thinking it, but like if guys, if these teams that need another quarterback. If they miss out If they miss the draft. out, middle of the first round, maybe they make a trade. Not for a first rounder, but for but a second, for a or, second third. or third. Yeah. All right, that'd yeah. be sweet. That would be. Let's go with that plan. Let's have somebody <laughs> do that, all right? And we'll just have all of the second round draft picks. Problem, Kunst, problem solved. I know you're listening. Get on it. Just be prepared for yeah, draft night. I'm, I'm sure he hasn't thought of this before. I'm sure. I'm just trying to help. Listen, we're owners, okay? It is our job to help our general manager. That's true. That's what happens, right? We support them, but we also tell them what to do. That's the way it works. <laughs> or in I mean, some cases, we are them, but we're not Jerry Jones. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We believe in organizational structure. We do. All right. <laughs> Do we go to Devontae now? I Yeah, let's go to Devontae. All right, folks. So the Devontae news kind of came out of the blue when he was traded to the, I almost said Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders for a for this year's draft, their first round and their second round pick, 22 and 53 overall. Correct. But you just got to rewind a little bit and things will become a little more clear. Mm-hmm. Last year, I believe it was during the season, when talking about a contract extension, Devontae said something along the lines of, you know, I'm the best receiver in the NFL, and I deserve to be paid like it. In what other profession, if you are the absolute best at what you do, would you settle for less? And True I had, that. Yeah, I had nothing wrong with what he said. Absolutely not. I agree. I think as a kid, it would have felt like foreign and selfish to me, but now that we're both adults and, you know, we pay bills. We do. 
I understand that, Devontae, and you got a little family, man. Like, good for you. So he made that clear. He also said this offseason that he would not play on the franchise tag. Correct. And then what did we do? And then we franchise tagged him. And see, I thought that was just a placeholder. And I think pretty much all of Packer Nation did, right? Because you put the franchise tag on him, and then you don't actually, or you have until June, I think, to work out an extension before he actually has to play under the franchise tag. So I just assumed it was kind of like, okay, we're going to put this on you just so you don't go anywhere. And then we have till June to work out this new deal with you. And the thought being that we would move other pieces or like financially, correct? Right? You know, you cut Zadarius. You do the Rogers deal. You do the Rogers deal first because you know it's it's well known that Rogers and Adams are very close. Very probably his best friend on the team, either him or Cobb, but it's yeah. it's close. Yeah. You know, he's definitely I would think top five for sure. So, you know, we figured that yeah, that the like you said, it was just going to be like a holdover. Until we could give him an extension. Do the actual deal. And then instead we get breaking news last night that he's traded away to Oakland. Correct. Go, Las Vegas. Whatever. Go back with his best buddy. Yes. So Derek Carr was Devontae Adams' quarterback back at Fresno State. When they were our rivals, by the way. I will point that out. Your rival. My rivals. Hey, you went there for a year, too. Okay, I don't, so, I don't identify with my time at Northern. You really so. should. Um, <laughs> yeah. But for those of you that don't know, I believe it was, it was 2013? 2013, I think Northern was trying to go back-to-back BCS Bowls. We went to the Orange Bowl, and then we were going to try to go to the Fiesta Bowl. And our biggest rival that year, who we never played. We didn't actually play with these guys, but was Fresno State. We were both kind of vying for a top group of five um, ranking and that Fresno State team happened to star Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. So every time I'd go look at their box scores that they beat up on San Jose State or whatever and Devontae would have like 200 yards and Derek Carr would have like 500 yards. I'm like, ah, oh, these guys suck. <laughs> Except they really didn't Except suck. they were really good. <laughs> so the the report comes out and then a minute later Oh, God, I can't remember which one of the one of the NFL guys, NFL.com guys, reports that Aaron Rodgers knew the entire time he was negotiating his contract that Devontae Adams was like never going to be a Packer again. And that's huge. That is huge. And that circling back now is another reason why I'm feeling better about our team going forward and about Aaron. Like I said, it's been a lot of negativity whenever he's mentioned in the media. For yeah, stuff that he true. said. I mean, if you would have told me that we wouldn't be having Devontae back and that was going to be a known fact before Aaron made his decision, there's no way in hell Aaron's coming back to yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. He's gone, right? Why would you? Exactly. I thought, and I believe you did and everybody else did as well, that they had to kind of be a package deal. 100%. Yeah. In our last show, for we Aaron talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Both of them. So... I mean, that really showed me a lot and gave me some more some more faith and some more optimism going forward. It made me feel like he's not going to waffle this time, Aaron. Good word, waffle. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I saw your behoove earlier in the show, and I had to, I had to bring it. So he – because I feel like he has to be committed. 
right? Obviously. To play this contract out, if you're going to lose your biggest piece, and you know that going in, like, what else is there to know? You know it's going to be you in a defense, right? And a running game, but yeah, big right. question marks at receiver. And, which we'll get into a little bit, but oh yeah, you also assume that the communication had to be very good, right? Because if this has been known, and allegedly it has, right? Devontae bought a house in Las Vegas, on March 4th. Apparently right next to Derek Carr. I don't know if they're... Weird, right? Yeah, okay. I don't know if they're exaggerating or if he's literally right next to him. I mean, if so, that's pretty cool. 100%, and I'm here for it, right? Some random person on Reddit, I don't know if you saw that story, some random person on Reddit claimed that this was going to happen like two weeks ago because they're like mom's aunt or whatever worked for the agency. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> it was like, he's going to get traded to the Raiders. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Whatever. Well, there's a lot of false reporting going around, Luke, that sometimes it's, you know, hard to decipher. Okay, you brought it up. Here we go. So right after the Devante news, right, we're all in a in a in a weird emotional state, right? We're all very vulnerable. Yes. That's that a good word for it. Vulnerable. We're all very vulnerable. And right? confused. We're, we're hurt. confused. We're we're grasping for things, right? We're grasping for like, what does this mean? Something's got to happen, right? There's no way we're just not going to have wide receivers next year, essentially. So Devin over here sends me a, a tweet, a screenshot of a tweet. May I jump in for a quick moment here? Sure, but it's not going to help. Okay, I use NFL Reddit for a lot of my news. In my opinion, it's much faster than NFL.com or ESPN. Without a doubt, yeah. So, you know, the past few days, I've been just sort of refreshing my NFL Reddit and I saw this report. The Packers are trading for Kenny Galladay, which actually made some sense because I don't think he did anything on the Giants. Yeah, he's done nothing so far, but he's got a relatively big cap number. But I, my response was, don't you dare tell me that my boy, Kenny Galladay, is, is coming to the Packers and be lying. Don't you, don't you dare. I sent you a report. I didn't say it was for certain. I think I sent a screenshot with no, oh my God, he's coming. To you sent a screenshot of, of some random dude on Twitter. No, okay. no blue check mark. No blue check there mark. There was no blue check mark. So what does this mean, folks? What does this mean? It means that one of us has journalistic integrity, and that would be me checking sources, and one of us does not, and that would be Devin just sending random things out there without verifying first, right? Rule number one of journalism school yes, I actually went to journalism school, is verify your sources. Verify your sources. I did go to his page. He said he was a beat writer for the Giants. He also might have said he was the beat writer for like the worst team in the NFL Giants. So, Would a beat writer say that, say that? No, no, Luke, probably not. Not one of my finer moments. We were all in a very, how did you put it? fragile state i said vulnerable vulnerable that's, okay. that's the word i was looking for so what did we learn devin that if i think i have breaking news i'm gonna double and triple check my source please because i was very excited but still did not believe you my wonderful wife sally knows that for a fact because i was with her at the time and i just kind of like zoned out and wasn't responding even though she was in the middle of a story i told you don't you dare send that to me and it didn't it didn't happen and i'm sure you guys know you know there are things that we often say during our shows such as 
before we started recording, you know, we were talking off the mic and I, I walked into Luke's home and I had no idea that I was going to get ambushed. This was such a big deal. And I am truly sorry from the bottom of my soul. You should be. Be better. <laughs> that hit deep. All right. Okay, we, we can put the train back on the tracks now. All right, so Devontae's gone. Devontae's gone. We See get... you later. Don't need wide receivers on this team. No siree. No, no receivers. Oh, wait. Yes, we do. <laughs> so we get the 22nd and the 53rd pick, which, according to Packers.com, little irony here, we took Devontae in the 53rd pick. Back in 2014. Ooh. Hmm. There's a little symmetry there. I like that. All right. So what are you thinking at receiver? What are you thinking for replacement? We should have some on the team. Yep. We should. Maybe we should, you know, recount. We were going to kind of go into, you know, uh, both on offense and defense pieces that we've lost. We said gained, but we haven't gained anybody. (laughs) So lost or brought back. So we'll start at receiver. So, EQ was signed by the Bears. Yep. MVS, a.k.a. Randy, is still a free agent. Still out there flown around. Am I missing anybody? I mean, Devontae obviously is traded. Right. And we tendered Lazard. So, unless somebody's going to give up a second-round pick for him, he's back. Which there's no way. So, we have Lazard. Oh. Oh, well, Cobb took the pay cut. Which, shout-out to Cobb, right? Attaboy. We love you, man. I mean, you took a $5.5 million pay cut to stay around and last second get us under the, the cap. I was going to say he was the final nail in the coffin to get us under the cap. Correct, because there there is a deadline to get under the cap. And as of right before that, we were still over. So shout out to Randall getting us back under there. Thank you very much for taking that pay cut. Greatly appreciate it. I'm glad you're still on the team. Always a high caliber guy. And I am too, because now... We need something out of Amari Rogers, and I think that Randall Cobb is the only person that can do it. Because that's literally all we have, guys. Amari Rogers, Randall Cobb, Elm Lazard. That's it. I think we have Malik Taylor. And I think. I think. I don't think we can confirm we have Malik Taylor, but it sounds like we probably have Malik Taylor. I think we do. And according to NFL.com, we still have David Moore. See, that seems weird to me. I thought it was only a one-year deal. Maybe they're wrong. I mean, we didn't activate him anyways, but depending on how many receivers we add, maybe it's easier to activate him. Maybe then Amari Rogers just focuses on being a receiver and you let David Moore return the kicks and punts. Yeah, I, I guess. And I, I think we have, we still technically have, um, oh, what's their names? What's their names? Jawan Winfrey. I think he's still on the team. I mean, he was fine in it when, uh, when he played in Arizona. Yeah, but right now he would like actually see the field consistently like right now he's like receiver too (laughs) right because Cobb and Amari aren't gonna be on the field at the same time because they're the same person yeah they both play in the slot for those of you who don't know Lizard King and Randall that's that's pretty much it right like if you're actually putting a receivers out on the field yeah and then you're either playing Malik Taylor assuming he's back on the team or Jawan Winfrey as your your X or Z receiver, the the other outside receiver. I was going to say, we have put Cobb outside in the past, and I never liked it. That's a terrible idea. It was not. And it's only gotten worse as he's gotten older. You're definitely not putting Amari out there. So, (laughs) Well, the thought of Amari being out there in general still is a little... So we essentially have like two 
guys that look like running backs out there, right? Love them. And we have a slightly skinny tight end in Lazard. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's that's essentially the receiving core. And Lazard, like from the tight end spot, can kind of play slot. Yeah. You can kind of think of them the same thing. So right, the big slot tight end kind of pushed out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. When we're looking at receivers, I think we're good in the slot. I think. We are not good on the outside. Like, we may not have any. Like, the outside receivers may be Juwan Winfrey and Malik Taylor. It, right now, it, it honestly is. That's a problem. So, how do we fix this? The With, answer is yes. I said how? Yeah, and the answer was yes. Yes. Okay. All available avenues. So, with the Devontae trade, correct. we opened up $20 million. We did. We did. So, it's also good to note real quick about Devontae, then we can, we can get back to this. A first and second doesn't seem like a ton for the best wide receiver in the league, right? That's fair. Doesn't seem like a huge haul. Right, Jamal Adams got multiple ones, whatever, whatever, whatever. The problem is, Devontae was not going to play this year, allegedly. Thank you for bringing this up. I should have. And then what? We're sinking $20 million on a team that has no money, right? Has no cap space. And then if you want to tag him next year again, it goes up. You're sinking like $30 million on a guy who doesn't want to play? I yeah. Mean, what are you going to do, right? If he doesn't agree to a contract extension you gotta dump him on some level or you let him walk for free and he wanted to go to the raiders it's not like you know there was 10 teams that were looking at him it was just the raiders and honestly there may have been 10 teams looking at him we don't really know however he wanted to go to the raiders we allegedly according to to nfl writers we offered him basically the same contract Right, as the Raiders. One person or a couple people even said we offered more than the Raiders. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to go home. Now, he's not from there. He's from California, but he grew up a Raiders fan. Obviously, Derek Carr is his actual best friend like in life, basically. He just want, he wanted to go there. Yeah, that's a dream. Like If we could go play for the Packers and then be the highest played person in our position and go play with our best friend, like why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Man? You can't blame him. So I don't feel bad for him. I hope that this reflects at the end of the day well on the Packers. We didn't have to send them to the Raiders, right? I'm sure other teams probably would have offered something for him. But also, how many teams would be able to absorb the cap hit that he would need? That's true. But I, I have a hard time believing that the Raiders were the, actually the only team interested. Okay, fair. So I'm we just... may have just done him kind of a kind of a solid by getting by sending him there specifically. Which I th- is good, and I think will reflect well upon us. I think so, and years. I hope so. Yeah. So that that you got to kind of put all that out there. So we didn't just lose him for nothing. We didn't get fleeced in this deal. He wasn't probably ever going to put the jersey back on. So no. what are you going to do? You got to try to get something while you can. And a first and a second, that's a, that's a pretty good haul at that point, I think. We could have gotten so much worse. Correct. Because so, a fifth-round pick is better than being $20 million and nothing and no product on the field. I mean, right, we talked about um, uh, kind of before we got on a little bit, right, Amari Cooper, right? He was, what, essentially traded for a fifth-round pick? Yeah. We got better than that mm-hmm. for a guy that essentially had no contract, that we did not really have under contract. Yeah, we got two firsts and two seconds now. I mean, that's that is a lot of ammunition. To, to do, reload yep. this offense. 
Exactly, which is good because boy, do we need to. Ooh, lordy! All right. So back to what we're what are we gonna do with wide receiver, Tevin? Okay. What are we gonna do now? I know, I know, I know where everyone's gonna think I'm gonna go, and that's exactly where I'm gonna go. <laughs> the obvious choice like to start. It's fine. All right. We know who we are. The obvious choice when we need an outside receiver. Yeah. Somebody who might be familiar with the scheme. Okay, I'm who, listening. Who is somehow still a free agent. Are they fast? Is this person fast? Because I feel like we need someone He's fast. probably fast. Okay. He's probably tall. I think you might have me. He might have a hyphen name. He might also go by Randy. You bring back Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Reports are people are offering him around $10 million. Yeah, I saw like 7 to 10. Which... I think we can afford at this point. Yeah, we can. With the amount of draft capital that we have, we can address, I would say, the majority of our holes. You know, we don't have, like, massive roster holes, right? I mean, the receiver we do, but, like, in other spots, we've lost some backups. Yeah, we need, like, a backup edge rusher. And a backup guard and a few other spots. But, like, receiver is the big hole. I think that I would be okay to put Tennant and Marquez. I think I would agree. I think I would agree, which is odd because I've not been his number one fan, right, this whole this whole time. But I feel like when he, when healthy, he played pretty well. And part of what goes into that is we have three main avenues to bolster our wide receiver position at this point, right? We have free agency, and we'll we'll circle back to free agency in just a second. We have trade market, mm-hmm. which there may be some people out there, uh, a couple names maybe, and then we have the draft which really good wide receiver draft this year. So I think regardless of what happens with essentially option A and B, we're going to use the heck out of option C with our four four picks in the top two rounds, which that will largely we'll probably get into in, in kind of our next show. We'll dive a little deeper into people we like and that kind of thing. And, Mock drafts, yeah, right, yeah. All that kind of thing. But I think it goes without saying we're probably going to take a wide receiver in the top two rounds. And right? I, Yeah, and I think we've agreed that we probably need to grab – like two significant ones. So maybe one in free agency or one in a trade yeah. and then one in the draft in a top, you know, first or second round pick. If you don't get anybody before the draft, you probably grab two in the top two rounds. I That's what I would do anyways. So let's take a second, right? What's, what's MVS's, what are his kind of, what are the people out there, right? If we don't want MVS, if we can't get MVS as our free agent wide receiver, so I hope we who, heard me who else, laughing. Who else is out there that that we like? Who else is out there that we like? Okay, who's out there that we like or who's out there that is out there? Okay, we should probably just start with who's out there. Um, Juju's gone, right? He yeah. just got snatched up a couple hours ago. We got uh, Julio, which like sounds awesome. It was awesome like five years ago after he took Ladarius Gunter's manhood in the NFC title game. That was rough. He looked really washed yeah which is really sad because i would love julio prime julio oh that'd be wonderful i would even think over the hill julio would be wonderful but it doesn't seem to be slightly over the hill man he's like he's not slightly over the hill he is he has fallen down into the valley it was a cliff it was not a hill Mm -mm. right so else we got we got jarvis landry i think of him more as a slot guy but He he can do some things outside he can, so he's he's the strongest name out here, the strongest that probably is the most left to give, I think. Only 29, you feel like he's older. You do, right. But I feel like 
he's overall probably the best player left wide receiver wise. I would agree with that. But it sucks that his primary position is literally the only position we have players currently. Agreed. So, right, then we got Will Fuller, who Packers fans have wanted for years. But he's always hurt. Always hurt or suspended. Um, very fast. If we don't get MVS, maybe you get Will Fuller on a prove-it deal for, like, three mil. Like, low, low, low. He's very fast. He's a great deep threat. He would fill the same hole as MVS. I'm not saying that's a good idea, but MVS may not come home, right? So that, then what do you do? I mean, you can draft somebody as a speedster, but I'm saying, like we talked about, you know, you want to add... I would say two influential receivers. Right. I'm not counting Will Fuller as that. I'm just not. Okay, that's fair. It would be interesting to see what he would do in a functional place again. Right? Yeah, in a good offense. And you know a the good offense, floor would scheme him well, open. just in a structured environment, right? The Texans have been a dumpster fire this whole time. And Miami clearly had a ton of problems. So... When was the last time he was on like a stable team in his life? Where did he play to college? There? I honestly I don't even remember where he played in college. I mean, I'm guessing yeah, probably that's the right. last so, like, time. Clearly, he's had some struggles. He has some injury injury issues. He's had some some other issues, but maybe in a in a better place. I'm I'm hoping that you can get a little bit more out of him. Jameson Crowder. Oh, wait, another slot guy. Exactly. A lot of these guys mm. are slot guys. T.Y. Hilton, also washed. Sammy Watkins. Cole Beasley, definitely not. Yeah, Cole Beasley is a hard no. People are linking. I'm like, guys, are you? A.J. Green? Nope. No. Watkins? For, How for is a he not 35? Deal? Sammy Watkins? Yeah, yeah, he can't be 28. I think, There's no way. I think sportrack.com is lying to me. Uh, Zach Pascal? Nah. Meh. Right? He's not bad. He's not, but then again, sort of like how we talked about uh, what's his face? Will Fuller. For me, he's not not an impact player. He's not an impact player. I mean, we're honestly once we once we passed Jarvis Landry for free agents. He was number two on the list, by the way. So once we passed Jarvis Landry, it was a very short list. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's it, man. I mean, and also D.D. Westbrook looked decent earlier. James Washington has shown flashes. Demarcus Robinson seems like he could be fun. He's done okay. OBJ, he won't play at all next year. I was going to say, like, the idiot Packer fans, and I'm sorry if someone listening is one of them. Okay, OBJ tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. So, 9 to 12 months. He's useless. I'm going to point out that on this list, um, because I can, right? Our two former Huskies go on IU. Chad Beebe. Chad Beebe, who's pretty much never done anything in the NFL. But he's yeah. on this list, which is kind of my point. What's your point? This is how... That the list sucks. Yeah. But Chad Beebe, punt returner. Punt returner. Punt returner college. I would trust punt him. Punt returner for the Vikings. Absolutely. Trust him with my life. It's a good guy. Um, and Christian Blake. Who is Christian Blake? See, that's the problem. He sucked at Northern, and somehow he's still in the NFL. I don't want to say he sucked. He wasn't. He had drop issues. He was never even wide receiver number one in college. I never liked him particularly very much in college. But he went to NIU, and I remember watching a Falcons game a couple years ago. They threw the ball to him. They're like, Christian Blake of Northern Illinois. I'm like, how did he make it? <laughs> he's never been good. Miracles no, happen, No man. offense, Christian Blake. I'm very proud of him for making it to where he is. I just... 
I have no idea how he got there, but but good for him, right? Good for him. So yeah, MVS is honestly top two, top three, realistically. What about Traquan Smith? I forget if he's a big dude or a little dude. Isn't he a big dude? I think he's a big dude. I feel like he burned us a little bit in that infamous Saints game last year. I believe you're correct. Laquan Treadmill. Treadwell. Treadmill. He needs to hit the Tread, treadmill. Treadwell. Good <laughs> Lord. He was a bust. So, yeah, this this list, not good. So, basically, it's kind of Jarvis or bust, but Jarvis also, um, we don't really need Jarvis. Jarvis or Randy. Or, or Randy, yeah. Jarvis or Landry. Jarvis, oh, my God. Or, Jarvis or Landry? <laughs> or Randy. divide him in half? I mean, I was kind of hoping for Juju, if we're being honest. That That's what I was kind of hoping for. Dude, with all this TikTok stuff, like I, I know I he's. That. I get that, but either him or Landry and Lazard. I and mean, Amari Rogers. I, can't forget about no, him. No, but I'm talking about <laughs> they're blocking. We'd yeah. have like 7,000 rushing yards, which, which we may need because we're not going to have any wide receivers. I was going to say we should just be running the ball all the time. I wish we could have got uh, DJ Chark. That's one guy I wish we could have gotten. Where'd he go? Detroit. Hmm. All right. That's so should wrong. we think about trade ideas at this point? Yeah, because clearly we have uh, no no real um, free agent options. All right. So we got to think about teams that are probably in a rebuild or added a receiver. So maybe their number two would now be available. Yeah. So I think a good place to start is it'll never happen, um, but potentially the Rams. Like Robert Woods? Is that what you're Robert saying? Robert Woods. Yeah, because they have Cooper Cup. They have Allen Robinson. Um Obviously, OBJ is gone, but that's a that's already a lot between those two guys. So, and Van Jefferson, right? Yeah, he I, came up and did some good. There's snaps. no reason to have all four of them. You're just not going to be able to feed them. And Van Jefferson's cheap. Robert Woods is not super cheap, so I could see maybe them letting him go. I'm trying to think of when Woods tore his ACL, like October, maybe. I think so. So he might be ready to go, but I think I read it. He's he should be ready to go by training camp. So that's a maybe. That's a maybe. He seems like a. The kind of guy Rogers would probably like. He's a good route technician, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's something. Um, one guy I would love, but I, he just signed a contract extension, so I doubt it would happen, is uh, DJ Moore. Because mm. Carolina's doing nothing ever again, it feels like, at this point. No. And like Watson was like, I don't want to go there. So right. they're, they're kind of they're licking their wounds at this point. Somehow Robbie Anderson did some stuff, and it's just... DJ Moore. I'd really like DJ Moore. I think he's very underrated. Um, he's quietly had some fantastic seasons. He's also a guy you can use out of the backfield a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not Debo or anything, but they did use him a lot more than I think you would assume running the ball. He's more Swiss Army knife than your average receiver. Correct. And he's going to go put out 1,200 receiving yards. Easy. I think he has like the past three seasons. Yeah, no, he, he's great. So that would have been a, a great one, but I'm not, not so sure. I know there's one guy you really like. DK? DK. Yeah, it's probably a bit of a stretch. You know, Seattle got rid of Russ. I feel like this team is in all this turmoil. So could DK Metcalf maybe be on the tread market? I would highly doubt it because he's so young. But I think if if we could trade one of the firsts for DK, I would do it in a heartbeat. Maybe even like a first and a fourth. And here's my thought on that whole thing. I, I find it hard to believe they would give up on DK. The reason being because he's so young. He's going to have a contract coming up, I think, in a couple of years. But he he's young enough that if the Seahawks suck for a couple of years, he's still going to be in the prime of his career coming out of that suck. Mm-hmm. You know who won't be? Tyler Lockett. Exactly. 
that's probably the guy I think is the more realistic target out of those two. He makes a little bit more money, a little bit older, but I think he probably fits our window a little bit better, potentially value-wise, as far as trade goes. He's a burner, too. He is. He's a deep threat, not a huge guy. Um, But I think that would be a really interesting. If you could have Tyler Lockett and then maybe MVS or something like that. Ooh. And you got Lazard and Cobb, and you draft somebody. I mean, that's okay. I'm that's feeling, a lot of feeling speed. that a little bit. Feeling that a little bit. Be kind of weird to see Tyler Lockett in a Packers uniform. I mean, I never hated him like I did most of the Seahawks. So that probably helps. He's he's still part of that team, though. I for me, I know, I know, I know. Is there anybody else out there interesting? I'm trying to think. I think those are pretty much the guys we we've mentioned before. There were some thoughts about maybe Adam Thielen, but he just like resigned, so there's no way that's going to happen. No, love Adam Thielen though. What a story! He'd also be like a good route technician that Rogers would love. He would be. He feels like he should just retire in Minnesota though. Oh yeah, I thought you meant like retire now, and I no. was like, that's a bit no, of a hot. He's take. got a couple years left, oh, but for sure. But I think he he should just stay there. I'd agree with that. He should just stay there after his his fantastic story. So, right, not a ton of free agent options. I mean, not even a ton of trade options, potentially. Um, oh, you got Okay, somebody? maybe, but he's not going to help the outside issue. Okay. So, Tampa Bay re-signed Godwin. Yeah. And didn't they sign somebody else? Didn't they get another receiver? Oh, they got uh, from the Falcons, I think. Not Zacchaeus. You're going to go find it while I'm thinking. Russell Gage. Russell Gage. Thank you. They gave Russell Gage 10 mil a year. Yeah, it's kind of what? a lot. What? So, no, again, he's probably too little to play outside, except he did burden Kevin King in the NFC title game. What about Scotty Miller? Oh, I'm all in on Scotty Miller. Barrington's own. Barrington's own. Bring him home, man. See, since we're talking about him in a Packer context, we can call him Barrington's own. I, I am here for Scotty Miller. I thought you were going to be like, let's try to get Chris Godwin or something. No, 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 no. Uh, that's Scotty Miller. Yeah. Sign me up. Speed kills, baby. Speed kills. He's got plenty. Plenty. Not a lot of height, a lot of speed. I'm in. Tyler Johnson? He's over there, too. Isn't he I another would love, speedster? I really wanted Tyler Johnson coming out of Minnesota last year. Last year? Two years ago? Yeah, uh, he's whatever young. It was. He's young. He's got speed, but he's he's another kind of route guy. I remember him coming out. Some of the comps, obviously, take this with a ginormous grain of salt. It's kind of like Devontae-like, right? Like, you don't really think he's going to beat you, but he always beats you. That kind of thing. But he's got enough speed that he can beat you deep. So, I, I really like Tyler Johnson coming out of college. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, why have that many receivers? You're gonna have too many mouths to feed. I mean, I only saw Tyler Johnson once Godwin and well, Godwin went down and A B had his little hissy fit. And then once he left and then Mike Evans was hurt, then you finally saw Tyler Johnson. Thank you. And Evans is hurt too. So you had to have like six different things happen mm-hmm. in order to see this Johnson kid. I'd be happy with either one of them. No, that's good. I, Tyler Johnson would be a great fit, I feel like. Because he can do basically everything. Run the whole route tree. Speaking of fast guys. James Washington is in your free agent? He is a free agent, actually, if you were listening, mentioned him earlier. But that's okay. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, he is a free agent. He's like 25, too. So he could he could be a depth guy. I I don't see him necessarily being great, but he he could be a guy. He could be on the team. He could be, be a dude. That. Yeah, he could be he could play the Devin Funches role. Of being a guy we get kind of excited about to be like number three or four. <laughs> 
Dude, if he didn't get hurt, he was going to be money. He was lighting it up What's in the doing? preseason. Is he, is he around? I know San alive. Francisco signed him. Bro, okay. if we sign him, he's just going to get hurt again. <laughs> like that's, He's going to be like signing the contract and like break a finger. Yeah, that, that's that's probably. Shoulder cramp. Something. Probably true. I still can't get over the fact that Russell Gage is making $10 million a year. Yeah, it's an overpay. He's making more than Zay Jones, more than Cedric Wilson, more than Byron Pringle. Same as DJ Chark. I mean, those guys are, I would kind of couple them all together, group them all together. I think DJ Chark's got giant upside. Giant. He was just stuck in Jacksonville, but he had really good breakout year. Tall, fast, great hands. I mean, now he's going to Detroit, so we're never going to, I mean, we're going to see him a lot, but we're not going to find out really. (laughs) He's going to have golf thrown to him. He's going to have Razul God on him. He will. I mean, or. Jair or Stokes. Options. God, these corners are so good. Options galore in the defense. And we'll draft a wide receiver, and we'll probably touch on that a little bit. In the future episode, we'll talk more about who we like, who we don't like from that perspective. Oh, yeah. We'll do our mock drafts and everything. It'll be great. Okay, so should we finish up this episode with, so besides receiver, just kind of going position groups. What else has happened? Who else have we lost? Who we retained, and the one edition we have, yes, one edition, and the one edition. I'm very excited for it. Start on offense. Uh, yeah, let's start on offense. So we did lose. We talked about our receivers already. We also lost, lost Dennis Kelly. We didn't resign. Uh, Lucas Patrick. Not yet. I could see maybe giving him like the vet men or something. Yeah, well, just depth later. Yeah, no rush. No rush. Uh, Lucas Patrick. Went to the Bears. Went to the Bears. That one kind of hurts because he was always useful. He was a good depth piece. Yeah. You, you could just chuck him in any of those three middle positions, and he was fine. And I feel like he played a considerate amount last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, he basically played ever since uh, Josh Myers went down. Yeah. So he was a little undersized, a but seemed to be a good guy, versatile. We'll miss him. So we'll probably have to replace him at some point. Yeah, we're going to need another interior piece. We also cut Billy Turner. Yeah, that was a big one, right? So right tackle is in question. Right tackle is in question, in flux. Thoughts are, you know, maybe you move Yasha over there, but I feel like I heard reports early in Yasha's career he was only a left tackle. They have an offseason to figure it out, right? So there's there's thoughts about that. On defense, so we thankfully, another reason why I'm feeling optimistic, Devondre Campbell is back. Oh, Five years. That was huge, man. $50 million. Five years. That's a long time. I get to have peace of mind in the middle of our defense for five years. Honestly, there's no way he plays out that contract, but that's fine. I can dream. I know. <laughs> but that's, I mean, man, we're finally valuing inside linebacker. I don't believe it. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I'm so happy we got him back. So if you look at the average uh, earnings per year for the top other all-pro linebackers, right? You got Darius Leonard, Fred Warner. You got Demario Davis, who he's a little bit of a different story because he's about to get paid. But uh, all those guys, right, are like 15 to 20 mil a year. Yeah, right, Campbell definitely did us a solid and took a team-friendly deal. 10 mil a year. I Sign me up, man. Sign me up. That's a really team-friendly deal for uh, coming off that caliber season. I think... Probably he honestly gave up a little bit of money for kind of that security is my kind of my thought process on it. And also, like you said, our last episode, 
the defensive scheme really helps linebackers. He's in a really good position. He's he got is. good corners. He's got good pass rush. It's it's a good spot for him to feast and get a lot of tackles. Exactly. So he's back. Uh, his partner in crime, good old Chris Barnes, the thumper, who really stepped up his game last year. He's back next to him. Uh, up front, we did unfortunately lose, or I should say have not yet brought back Tyler Lancaster. Is that a sniffle out of you, Luke? It is a sniffle out of me. I don't. We're gonna have to play Jack Heflin if we lose Tyler Lancaster. That's the only the only way that works. Is Jack Heflin back? I don't know, but I'm gonna pretend he is until <laughs> I know he's not. All right, because that's where I'm all right, at. All right, man. So you're gonna leave me with Justine Lowry. I mean, I need some guys. Justine Lowry, the man had five sacks. I know he actually played great. He was amazing. I, I thought he was gonna get cut. Everyone thought he was gonna get cut. We jumped and we missed. We missed. I'm sorry. Big Bob. Big Bob. Big Bob. Maybe coming back? Yeah, I don't know. There's a chance. We'll see. I mean, off of the ACL, I think that his value on the market is going to be diminished. So yeah, I would think so. I mean, because he had one big year, and then that, that's, that's it so far. That's so, really all he's had in his career. I think that plays in our favor to bring him back. Yeah, you could definitely, I would think, sign him on kind of a prove-it deal. Type of scenario, get him back for a couple of years, keep it relatively short, lowish money, and, and and try to play it that way. But if we don't bring him back, what uh, am I gonna do, man? What am I gonna do? You're gonna be depressed, but we also need to get somebody because I. You're right, Scotty Miller. So I have somebody. Scotty Miller, at tight end. I sh- I should need some more people <laughs> from Illinois. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. A mock draft with nothing but people from Illinois. Oh my god. That's what I'm gonna do. My hell comes true. Hey. I'm sure the the listeners out there will also hate it just as much as you do. Good. So we'll see about we'll see about Big Bob, and then that'll adjust our needs depending on if we bring him back or not. Because we're gonna need tight ends as well. Yeah. After Josiah's drop, I'm not feeling great about him being Big tight dogs end one. Tackle. Yeah. Dominic Daphne. Daphne. Oh yeah. Thank heavens, folks. We re-signed <laughs> Dominic Daphne, so we're safe. Devin's favorite player. On yeah. Offense. He's great. Wonderful. All right. Back to defense. Yeah, it's a little bit happier on defense. So let's go back. So we would need to add a defense alignment or two mm-hmm. with Lancaster being gone. You can probably fit another big body. I wouldn't be surprised if good old... Why am I blanking on his name? Nose I... tackle. Not Kenny Clark. Slayton? Yes, TJ Slayton looked really good in the playoff game. I wouldn't be surprised... If he like naturally kind of takes Lancaster's spot, but you still need somebody else for the rotation. Yeah, that's a lot of beef. He's a very large man. He's a big dude. He's he's giant. Yeah. Well, Jack Heflin is the obvious answer, and I will pound that table. But okay, sure, Jack Heflin or somebody else. I'm okay with Jack Heflin <laughs> just just to make you happy, right? If, that honestly would make me very happy. Bring back Randy for me. Bring back Jack Heflin and Big Bob for you. You know that seems fair. Yeah, let's do it. Well, maybe there's one more person we could bring back for me. So to the secondary we go. Secondary uh, we go. We have not officially re-signed Russell Douglas, but we have been working on re-signing him throughout this process. And especially now with the extra $20 million we have, it seems that Razul will be back for us next year. Honestly, I thought you were going to talk about Kevin King. I mean, your boy, Kevin King. I was going to go there next. Your boy, Kevin King, and not coming back probably. But yeah, I've, I've been seeing some reports that Rasul's there's a good chance he's coming back, right? Which would be insane. Like, the secondary was already crazy good without Jair while he was hurt. And if you bring Jair back, 
I mean, that's that's insane, right? That's a crazy good secondary. If you talk your base nickel, I think it's the best secondary in the league. I would agree, and I think Savage needs to step up his game a little bit to get back to the second half of 2020. If he could do that, we know Amos is solid. He's mm-hmm. going to be great. Um, if we have Sully or somebody else man the slot, Jean-Charles maybe. So Sully is an unrestricted free agent. He is, but he hasn't signed with anybody, so he could anywhere. come back. But also, Jair can play in the slot. So my thought would be you have Stokes and Razul outside, and then you put Jair in the slot as a potential alignment. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. So right now, Sully is unsigned, and so is Kevin King. I like Kevin King back. I thought that he did a really good job when we put him in that sort of third hybrid safety role. When he kind of just played like the tight ends and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, he, he was kinda, fine there. He took some snaps away from Henry Black, who is now also gone. Which is fine. So I think you need to add another safety. Yeah. One who's not trash. The other guy we have, Vernon Scott, is always hurt. So He's always hurt, but he's big and athletic, so like I have hope for him. Yeah, but he has to be able to play, and he's been... Dude, he was hurt like Can every single game me last year. Here, all right. Listen, I'm just saying. He was also like a sixth round pick. Like, let's let's come some slack. You know, I love my borderline roster safeties more than most people. All I right, really do. But the man has to be able to be on the field. To the best ability is availability. I've said that before. Thank you, sir. I'm with you. Just you know, give him a chance. But yes, we need another safety. We need at least one, maybe two corners. But they're not start. Like, we need depth pieces there. We need depth. I would say if you don't bring back Sully or King, I would like to replace with their prototype. So bring, grab another slot because let's just say, heaven forbid, something happens to Jair. Mm, unless Shamar has a lot of growth, I don't love him being in. We'll see because I hope that he steps up, right? We, we spent, what, a fifth round pick on him, but he was. Pretty good coming out of college, as you thought, right? Some good tape and, and, and everything. So we'll see. I think what I like most coming out of the secretary right now, assuming we ever sold back and this all changes if he, if he goes, is just the different looks we can throw at people, right? Because sometimes if you're going up against a great receiver, like Devante or somebody like that, right, you need to be able to throw a lot of looks at him. So you got Rasul, the bigger, stronger, more aggressive corner, mm-hmm. right? You got Stokes, who's just lightning in a bottle, super fast. You will not beat him down the field. You have Jair, who's kind of like a little pit bull and kind of just wants to run through you all the time and is also very fast. It's great variety and complementary football in the secondary. Exactly. So you can match up people just one-on-one. You can throw different looks at people. Um, so I really like all that versatility we have there. But we do need some depth. We need some depth pieces in the secondary. But like you said at the beginning of the show, we don't have a ton of giant gaping holes outside of wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just need to kind of fill fill the back ends of some of these these positions, which is perfectly fine for me. Just for a second on defense, yeah. I want you to think about the starting nickel. Okay. So you have... Closing my eyes, imagining. All right, so you have the secondary. You got Savage, Amos... Alexander in the slot, Razul, Stokes, Preston, Gary, Barnes, Campbell, Kenny Clark, and then either Dean Lowry or TJ Slayton. I mean, you feel pretty good about that, can, right? That's a can really you good feel defense. Feel better, man. Like that's, that's a really good defense. Awesome. We get great pressure and we have great secondary play, very good linebacker play. I mean, that's. That's really good. 
That's really good. This is one of the best defenses we've had, like I said, in, in God knows how long. And we're bringing back all the key pieces. And the guys that we lost, they're all replacement-level players, like either mm-hmm. in free agency or we just bring them back or we draft potential upgrades. I am really excited to watch this defense next year. Yeah, I, it's weird to say that the defense may be the strength of the team. It's defense and running, right? That's going to be us. We get Kylan Hill back, too, to add to the rotation. God, that would be great. Plus Bakhtiar and then Elton. Like, man. You're right. You talked me out of it. We don't need any more wide receivers. We're just going <laughs> to run with Cobb and Lizard King and Amari, and that's it. That's all we need. Just trot those three out there. We can put Dominique Daphne out at wide receiver, <laughs> and he can block because apparently he's good at that. He has to be good at something. It's not that's catching. It. We'll go, uh, yeah, we'll go four wide. They're just all tight ends. Perfect. Or essentially tight ends. I'm here for it. All right. That could work. So it's been a crazy. It's been wild the last like week or two. I mean, so much has happened. The entire, I think, direction of the organization has kind of changed in, in some people's eyes, right? Yeah, I could see that. Uh, it's really interesting. And also, I feel better going forward, right? Because we're investing a lot in, at the moment, draft capital. And if we use that draft capital correctly, we're going to strengthen the current team. You can't replace Devontae one-to-one, but we're going to strengthen the current team. But also, if these guys hit in this draft, they're going to be the ones that are there for a real crap year, right? If we have one, maybe, if, that's maybe my point. we find another gold mine in the draft. That's my point. Maybe, maybe the team is just at that point that good where, yeah, the, we're going to have no cap room and hopefully we can get Jair and, and, and Gary extended before that happens. But at that point, maybe you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, right? And you're okay. Which is prime time to go win. It's exactly what the Patriots did. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of the model I think we should follow. It seems to be the model we are following. So I'm really excited for this season. Really excited to see what we do because we are we force ourselves to do something. right? If we brought Devontae back, in theory, we could have just run the team back. We could have used all draft capital on just random, not random players, but, you know, some linemen that aren't necessarily going to play right away or that kind of thing, backup edge pieces, maybe that third safety, right, right, right. We have to do something at wide receiver because we literally don't have enough to field the team. Correct. something has to occur. We force ourselves to do something, and I'm excited for that. However, we've not yet mentioned, and I think we should close the show with mentioning our one and only addition to the team. Oh, yes. Please, Luke, educate the folks. Now, we got rid of Boho Blast, folks, which is sad because we all loved Boho Blast in his giant right leg. He was a little consistent towards the end of the year, but we loved him anyways. Didn't do great in the cold, is what the reporter said. Did not do great in the cold. Do you know who has plenty of experience in the cold? Fill us in, sir. Our boy O'Donnell, whose nickname is apparently Megapunt, from what I'm learning. Also, a great name. O'Donnell, we picked him up on St. Patty's Day. Pat O'Donnell, yeah. <sighs> Amazing. Perfect. Amazing. Also, outside of that, yes, he was the Bears punter for, what, like eight years or something like that. He was a good punter. And why I liked him the entire time is because I personally prefer my punters to be freak athletes. Why? Don't know. Doesn't matter. But I do. Johnny Hacker, love it. Uh, Brian Mormon. From your bills back in the day, mm-hmm. right? I remember, wa- I remember watching something on uh, NFL skills competition from like 2004 or whatever, right? And 
he, they did like 40-yard dash races, and my man was not last. Brian oh. Mormon out there burning people. He Brian was like, Mormon got some wheels. He was like 89 in speed and mad at it. It was great. <laughs> the fact that you know that, points. He was my punter on every single franchise. You just run, fake punt, fake punt, just run. <laughs> um, anyways, my man ran, Pat O'Donnell ran a 4.640 and put up 23 reps at the combine. It's probably better than Dominic Daphne. It's more reps than Jadavian Clowney, I can tell you that much. Oh, my. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. So, my boy is big. I mean, with how bad our our punt team, our special teams were last year, maybe the plan is he is just the coverage team himself. You think he's going to lead the league in force fumbles? He's his own gunner. Maybe that's the plan. (laughs) That's about all I got, honestly, as to why that would be be needed at the punter position but also he has a little experience doing kickoffs silver fox ain't it on kickoffs so oh no uh paddle down tons of experience holding in cold weather so i think it's largely probably due to those kind of intangibles do you think he can do field goals too okay we still have mason we still have we have what's left of the silver fox I will not take that slander on our show sir (laughs) he's more like the bronze mistake (laughs) i will not take that's slander on this show. All right. All right. Well, when we lose games because he misses kicks, I called it here. We were doing so well, man. We were doing so well this whole show. Now you just got to bring me down like that. Got to do a little bit, man. He's going to be great. Let me have my Silver Fox at kicker and Mega Punt, who's apparently jacked and super fast as our punter. All right? Okay, sir. All Special right. team's looking up already. <laughs> we're on the rise. <laughs> we're going to be at least 31st this year. Honestly, we would have been in the NFC Championship if we were 31st last year. I know. I know. All right, guys. We'll be back either next week or the week after with yeah. some mock drafts, with us hyping up some guys. Until then. Go, Paco. Go, Paco.